Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Inshallah, in terms of the bayan, I want to cover a very brief subject which is relevant to all of us. As Muslims, there are challenges that we face on an international level, and these challenges are something which is very much publicized. Whether there are the issues concerning the blessed land of Palestine, whether there are issues concerning the current political crisis developing within Pakistan, whether it's to do with the fighting that's taking place within Sudan. These are international crises which is very much publicized. Then also those challenges that we face as Muslims, which come on the level of communities, which we are challenged by. We know about them, we discuss them, we try to put place, procedures in place to try to deal with them, whether they're related to matters of morality, whether they're related to matters of values, whether it's related to LGBTQ is a classic example of this. As communities, we're trying to see how do we best manage these situations. And there are those situations and challenges which are very home to us, which are never publicized, because we don't like to show, as they say, put the dirty laundry out for other people to see. And as families, we try to manage these situations in a private manner related to the welfare of our children, their direction, their values, their attitudes, the direction that they're taking, the concerns we have with regards to what they wear, what they do. We know issues within our communities with regards to things which concern us immensely, again, as families. Marriages are struggling, divorce rates are increasing on a, on a very extreme level, and we're concerned about all these issues at an international level, at a national level, and also at a very personal level. But what is interesting in all of these realities is that every single day we are reminded and we remind ourselves of where we need to be. When we look to what we recite in every single rakah of every single salah, al-mustaqim. And we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us upon the right path. And this path is a path of Iman in terms of what we believe. This path is a path of Islam in terms of not simply what we believe, but what we also connect in terms of our actions. So this path we are asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us upon is a straight path, the path of Islam, the path of belief connected to action. And throughout history, this has been the reality for our Ummah for the past 1200 years. But before even our Ummah, the reality of humanity, since the time of Adam alayhi salam, this has always been the challenge to be able to stick to this straight path, the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Nation after nation, people after people have come 
either rejected the straight path or deviated away from the straight path. And for every nation, for every people, as Allah tells us in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولَ عَنِ أَبُوَ اللَّهِ وَالتَّانِ بَعَدْ تَعْوُدٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to every nation He has sent messengers. To do what? عَنِ أَبُوَ اللَّهِ وَالتَّانِ بَعَدْ تَعْوُدٍ To call to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and turn away from that which is ta'wud. Nuh alayhi salam, Salih alayhi salam to the people of Thamud. Hud alayhi salam to the people of Ad, Ibrahim alayhi salam to his people, all of them rejected the straight path. Musa alayhi salam went to the people, they followed the straight path, and then what happened? They also deviated. Things changed. They normalized practices and actions which took them away from the straight path. And the question is, which model are we following? Alhamdulillah, we haven't rejected anything. We believe in the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We haven't rejected, we believed. But did we connect this belief to the right actions to follow the straight path? At the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what became the norm in the society? that deviated from that path, burying the daughters alive, cheating in the marketplace, unjust wars, where the weak were oppressed by those who had power, infighting between tribes, amongst many of the things which Allah SWT mentioned in the Quran, these are the verses in the Quran in Mecca. Allah is telling us, look at the deviation that took place. And when the straight path came, even when the straight path came, the challenges were there. This beautiful narration that the Ansar, the people that supported Rasulullah wasallam in establishing the deen in Medina. And it was narrated when this ayah was revealed. Verily are the believers are one brotherhood. They are brothers to each other. And the Azbab al-Nazul, the cause of the revelation of this verse, is when there was an old Jewish man living amongst the people in Medina, Shahs ibn Qais. And he was watching the Ansar, the Aus and Khazraj, how they became bonded by Islam, established upon the straight path. And he hated to see this unity. These were a people, the Aus and Khazraj, prior to Islam, who were in war with each other, hundred years of warring with each other. He hated to see this unity that was emerging between the Aus and Khazraj, the Ansar. And he went to a small young child and said, hey, go and start to incite enmity between the Aus and Khazraj. And this young child went, 
sat between the Ansar. Sahaba sat between, between the Ansar, between the Aws and Khazraj, and started to recite them poetry, which reminded them of the days of Jahaliyyah, or when they fought for 100 years. And suddenly, in that moment, the Ansar became the Aws and Khazraj. The love and the bond of brotherhood was replaced by what? By the enmity and hostility related to Jahalim. <coughs> Rasulullah sallallahu came amongst them and said three times, Wallahi, 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 with anger, you dare to separate amongst you when I am here amongst you and none has blessed you with this deen and united your hearts together and you want to do this in my presence. We have a straight path. But what we are talking about are the challenges where things away from the straight path have become normalized for us as Muslims at an international level. The injustice against the Ummah has been normalized at an international level. The oppression against Muslims has become normalized at an international level. In a similar way, that the deviation from the straight path at the time of Rasulullah also became normalized. It's as if we are walking back 1200 years. And what it means in a very practical way, is what we learn from this beautiful narration when Rasulullah spoke to Adi ibn Hatim. Adi ibn Hatim was a Christian king and he embraced Islam. And the eye was revealed where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about Arbaban min dunillah, meaning they took their priests and their rabbis as gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Adi ibn Hatim said, Ya Rasulullah, we didn't do this. And Rasulullah replied, didn't the rabbis, didn't the priests make halal become haram and haram become halal and you followed them? Isn't that what is becoming normalized for an ummah for us today? Look at the warring factions within Sudan. Muslim killing Muslim. Look how the weak take advantage. Look how the political elites take advantage of the poor through corruption in Pakistan. <coughs> Isn't this becoming normalized for us? Look at the oppression committed against our brothers and sisters in the blessed land of Palestine. To our brothers and sisters, the Rohingya Muslims. To our brothers and sisters, the Uyghur Muslims in, in Xinjiang province. Look at the situation in Syria. We go on and on. Look how all this has become normalized. And then what is closer to us when we look to our next generation. I'm a father. Two months ago I became a grandfather. And I think in terms of the generation, what are the values I grew up with? And look at the reality of the values my grandson will grow up with. 
were things which were haram, are no longer halal, they become wajib for society, like LGBTQ. These are normalized within our society. How discussions about divorce was unheard of in my time. But these are quiet conversations taking a place within households around the world, Muslim households. Because look at the values which have become normalized, which are not Islamic values. This is the unfortunate situation about what we talk, where is the straight path, the Sirat al-Mustaqim, which we recite in every rakah that we do to the path that we have today and what has been normalized. And to end, it's not sufficient to talk unless we then talk about what do we need to change. Brothers, with all respect, it's not sufficient to think what we do is just individually. Because that is what we have been doing for the last 100 years, trying to do things individually. And nothing has changed. It has only become worse. Because when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this, we ask it on the level of what? We, nahnu, we, we're not asking it on an individual basis. It's collective. It's not individual. So the change we need to have towards the Sirat al-Mustaqim has to be collective. Number two, we say, but Brother Burhan, we should be doing dua. Alhamdulillah, we do dua for everything. We do dua in preparation for exams. We do dua in preparation to getting a new job. We do dua to get a righteous wife. We do dua for all many, many things. Yeah, we have to. This is the requirement. But we then actually practically make applications. There's a practical work. If we think dua is what's going to solve this issue, it's not. It's the actions that we need to undertake. Don't forget this hadith of Rasulullah when he said, In whose hands the soul of the Prophet lies, in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In whose hands the soul of Muhammad lies, you must enjoin the good. You must enjoin the good and you must forbid the evil, or else there will come a time that you raise your hands for dua. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you do dua, and Allah will not even listen to you. So dua is not enough. So to get back to the Sirat al-Mustaqim means we need to understand three things. One is, what should we hold on to? The Qur'an and the Sunnah. Obvious, we know this. Number two. We recognize our responsibilities on the level of an ummah to make a change, not just on an individual and personal level or on a community level, but on a national and international level, because that is where responsibility lies. And thirdly, how did Rasulullah resolve the issue of the dispute between the Aus and Khazraj? How? He did it in his capacity, not just as a prophet, but in his capacity as a leader. And one of the tafsir, one of the explanations of al-Mustaqim is when we have a righteous leader that will lead us and guide us upon the right path. A leader that we don't have today. 
when we seek protection, we look for somebody to protect us. As a son, I look to my mother to protect me when I was growing up. As a wife, she looks to a husband to protect her. As an ummah, where is the one who would lead us to protect us and ensure we are on the straight path? And that is what we are missing. And that is why the normalization which is taking place is a normalization which cannot be accepted. And we have to work to make this change. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.